Thank you, Pastor Elisha. It is such a joy to be with all of you uh, here on this evening's uh, time of seeking the Lord together. It is such a blessing that this technology has given us that you know we are so far away and yet we are able to connect in such a very personal way. I'm able to see your faces. I'm able to come into your homes. You know, earlier, if I would come to your city, I cannot come to all of your homes. But here, I'm able to see your home. I'm able to actually come into your homes. Thank God for this technology. God is so good. He knows how to turn everything around for a blessing of the church. Whatever the enemy means for evil, the Lord knows how to turn it around for our blessing and for our good. And in this evening service, I just want to take a moment to celebrate Pastor Elisha and everything that he's been doing in this city and in the rest of the state and all over this nation, wherever his voice goes, wherever his influence goes. May the Lord continue to bless him. May the Lord continue to prosper him and increase the anointing upon his life so that thousands of young people can be impacted by his life and his ministry. One of the true signs of how much you are blessed by this man of God is how much you are willing to honor him, how much you are willing to celebrate him. And if you want to honor a man of God, you don't just do it with words. You don't just send a greeting card, uh, but you do it with substance. The Bible says that you honor God with substance. Uh, so you have to be intentional to honor the leaders, the pastors, the men of God that God has appointed for your blessing in whichever church you are placed in, whichever ministry you are placed in. You have to learn how to honor the men of God that are placed over there for your blessing. Absolutely. And in this season, though we are separated by distance, though we are in different, different places, we are not able to physically gather. In this season, we have to be more diligent to celebrate the churches where we are planted. It is very easy for us to keep going to one church on this Sunday, another church on another Sunday and keep shifting uh, our loyalty, keep shifting our faithfulness. But in this season, especially in this season, when the enemy is trying to disturb everything and scatter everything. In this season, we have to remain rooted and planted in the houses that God has ordained for our blessing. Today, I would like to give you a couple of keys to walk in anointing. And I hope and I pray that you have uh, your, your pens with you or you have, you have uh, a place where you can take down notes uh, so that you can go back and meditate on this in more detail I know that it's already late in the night, so I'm not going to take all through the night, but I'm going to take a few minutes to explain how uh, you can increase and grow in your anointing and go to the next level of manifesting the anointing of God upon your life. We all know the story of David. He was anointed when he was still a little boy. He was a shepherd and he was taking care of the sheep in the forest, in the wild, in the wilderness when his father sent for him and brought him into the feast. And who was there at the feast? It was prophet Samuel who was waiting to anoint David to become the next king of Israel. And as soon as David came there, prophet Samuel had already anointed him. And still, even though he was anointed by the prophet, his next anointing happened 
a few decades later, you know, his first anointing happened in 1 Samuel chapter 16. But the second anointing happened in 2 Samuel chapter 5, when all the elders of Israel, they gathered together and they anointed David as the king over the nation. See, the first anointing was in the presence of his family members. Only his brothers got to see it. Only his father and mother got to see it. But the second anointing, it was in the presence of the entire nation of Israel. It was a promotion. It was a, a next level anointing which made sure that all of Israel would now officially acknowledge him as the king of the nation. I thank God for some people, some Davids that are on this Zoom call today, some of you who are watching us on Facebook today, that the Lord is preparing a second anointing. You're already anointed, but now God is preparing you to be anointed again, to be uh, publicly acknowledged and publicly celebrated and publicly blessed in the days ahead. I thank God for those of you for whom the Lord is preparing a second anointing. Child of God, do not be satisfied where you are because there is more that God has prepared for you. Yeah, in the days to come, the, the anointing upon your life is going to multiply to an extent that the little that you have right now will look very tiny and ordinary compared to what God is going to do and give you in the days to come, in the days ahead. But the process between the first and the second anointing is very hard. And for David, it was not easy. He was rejected. He was betrayed. He was mistreated. He was hunted, literally hunted in the forest and in the wilderness and in caves. And, and he had to keep going from one place to the other constantly. That was his lifestyle between the first and the second anointing. The faithfulness that David showed between these two anointing prepared him for the kingdom, for the kingship, for the anointing that was about to come in the second level. And as I was praying for you tonight, you know, in this evening time, just before I came in here, as I was praying for you, the Lord gave me five points that I want to give you, five areas of your life where you need to prepare yourself just like David did so that you can inherit the second level anointing that God has prepared for you, for your children, for your home, for your church, for your ministry, for your business, for your career, for every area of your life. Five things that will help you to be faithful in what God has given you so that you can inherit the next level anointing of God over your life. You are, you are not called to be ordinary. You are not called to be normal. You are not called to live a substandard life. You are not called to remain in your challenge, in your struggle, in your problem for the rest of your life. God has got a big and a, and a giant plan for each and every one of your lives. Are you ready? Let's go into the five points that God wants to speak to us about increasing our anointing. The first thing that you see about David is that he was a man of obedience to his father. One day his father asked him to go and do what he wanted him to do, go into the uh, war field and make sure to take food for his brothers. He was willing to obey his father and do whatever it takes to do his father's will. So I am going to ask you this question. 
do you have a father figure a elder figure a spiritual mentor a leader somebody that you are accountable to somebody that you are submitting yourself to and if, if you do have somebody like that if you have a pastor if you have a leader are you living in obedience to the instructions that are given to you from time to time every sunday when you listen to a sermon you get instructions every time you ask him to pray for you you get instructions so are you living in obedience to the voice of your fathers your mentors your leaders your pastors whoever god has placed over your life are you living a life of obedience see when the pastor or when your father tells you to go to the war field that time you cannot give an excuse saying wait i i have sheep to take care of or i have this bills to pay or i have this commitments or i have that meeting or i have this uh, music program you cannot give excuses to your father when your father tells you to go to the battlefield you should be immediately ready you don't see david giving any excuses immediately he said okay if that is what you want me to do father i am willing to do i am willing to go i'm willing to be sent wherever you want me to go that was the heart that david had see your obedience to your spiritual parents is in fact setting you up to the next level anointing that god has placed and prepared for you in the days ahead and when you serve your father god sees that as you serving him god sees the heart the mind the attitude the motivation that you have and god says wow that's the man that i would like to anoint in this generation that's the man that i would like to embrace that's the man that i would like to release the next level anointing upon keep a, keep your hand on your heart and pray this with me lord give me the grace to obey my leaders obey my parents obey my pastors to obey the instructions that are given to me week after week keep your hand on your heart and pray this right now you have no idea what is happening right now as you are praying the lord is releasing his grace into your house the lord is releasing his favor into your house and some of you without you even praying for it you are getting healed without you when even asking for it the lord is releasing answers and breakthroughs for things that you have not even come desiring to receive tonight the lord is preparing to bless you just by your willingness to obey just by your willingness to surrender yourself the lord is preparing to bless you tonight in jesus name in jesus name The second thing that I'd like to teach you is how David was committed to the assignment that was given to him. Although he had to do a lot of things, he was a shepherd at this point. He was asked to be a shepherd to take care of his father's sheep. There was a later point he became a soldier and he became the best soldier that he could. In whatever time, whatever season, in one point he was asked to be a musician. and he was the best musician that ever could be whatever was assigned to him whether it be the job of a shepherd whether it be the job of a soldier or it would be the job of a musician irrespective of who is watching him or not he gave his 100% to the assignments that was given to him he did not do 50 50 no he gave his 100% to those assignments that god had given him And I know that there are so many Davids that are watching me right now 
but you're waiting to become the king so you can do a good job. You're waiting to become the senior pastor. You're waiting to become the main worship leader. You're waiting to become a millionaire so that you can give money to the Lord. But God is asking you, are you willing to show faithfulness with the little that has been given to you? Are you willing to show me faithfulness with the, the, the sheep that has been given to you? How are you going to be the king of all of Israel if you are not even willing to show me faithfulness in the little sheep? few sheep that has been entrusted into your care. So don't wait for you to get the next anointing so that you can show your faithfulness. No, that next anointing will come only to those who are faithful with the little things that has been entrusted to them. You know, after this call, I want you to go down to your prayer room, wherever you sit down to pray and read your word, go down to that place and write down everything that God has asked you to do in this season. It could be that God wants you to be a father to your little one. It could be that God wants you to be a, a tuition teacher to somebody. It could be the assignment of being the, the store manager in a shop or whatever little task the Lord has given you in this season. Write it down and, and lay your hands upon those tasks and assignments and say, Lord, these may be little tasks. These may look like small things and yet I want to express, I want to show my 100% commitment and faithfulness in these assignments in this season of my life so that I can be shown and proved to be faithful for the next level anointing and greatness that you have in store for me. Can I give you the third point? David was willing to go the extra mile. He was willing to always do something more than what was asked of him to do. We are all uh, just looking to obey exactly what our pastor or our father or our leader has told us. But David was not just doing what his father told him. He always exceeded the expectation. Let me give you an example. There was once when the Bible says David had to, uh, you know, as he was keeping the sheep, the lion and the bear came to take the sheep. See, a shepherd wouldn't you know, want to leave everything and go after the, the lion and the bear. But David went that extra mile to make sure that the lion and the bear don't take the sheep away. Another time, he was just asked to go to the uh, battlefield to bring food for his brothers. But David stayed there making sure that, hey, there is an enemy here. Let me go fight this enemy. So he always went an extra mile. He was willing to go that extra distance. So many of us, we are just waiting to tick the boxes and say, okay, uh, pastor asked me to pray for five minutes. I will pray for five minutes every day. Pastor told me to give 10%. I will give only 10%. But God is looking for a generation of people who are willing to do more than what is expected of you more than above and beyond the basic expectation go that extra mile jesus told this to his disciples saying if somebody would ask you to walk one mile why don't you walk two miles with them if somebody would slap you on one cheek why don't you give the other cheek also go an extra mile do something out of the ordinary in this season and the favor of god will rest upon you amen amen you know, it is a sad thing if you have to be told everything that you need to be doing. It is a sad thing if your pastor has to call and tell you that there is no chairs in church. 
it is a sad thing it is an insult if my father has to tell me that there is no sugar in the house so will you please go and buy sugar it is my responsibility to make sure that whatever is lacking in the house i will run rush to go ahead and buy those things see when i'm a little child when i'm a small uh, you know boy my parents will give me instructions but when i grow up when i'm a mature person when i have the wisdom to look for what is needed what is lacking i am going the extra mile willing to go willing to do that extra thing required to be the son of honor to be a blessing to my church to be a blessing to my city and my nation see david's brothers they did only what was expected of them david's friends in the battlefield they did only what was expected of them because the king didn't ask them to go they didn't go they waited and they watched to see what will be asked of them to do but david said no i'm not waiting for an instruction i am volunteering i am going to do the thing that nobody else is willing to do i am willing to go where no one else is willing to go i'm willing to wash the toilets that no one else wants to wash i am willing to go an extra mile in this season and and that willingness is preparing you child of god for the next level anointing of god upon your life i don't know if you're ready for the fourth point but it is hard the bible says that david was willing to die he was willing to put his life on the line several times you would see how david he was hunted for life at one point let me give you this example okay he is playing guitar for a demon possessed boss okay he he has his job and he has to do it in front of a, his boss his demon possessed he is throwing uh, you know uh, giant uh, spears at you and in front of him you have to play guitar here is a david he is willing to put his life on the line he was self sacrificial see i i'm trying to understand what david is thinking at that point when he is playing that guitar and he sees that this is a demon possessed man what is going on in his mind he is not thinking about his life he is thinking about the healing that will flow through his music into his king into his leader when he is willing to put himself before goliath he is not thinking about his life but he is thinking about the freedom of the entire nation of israel because he is willing to walk in front of goliath when he puts his life on the line to bring back that sheep he is not thinking about his own life he is thinking about how freeing this one sheep is going to bring a smile on the face of his father and my hope and my prayer is that in this season we'll not we'll not just do a little more but we will be willing to love to the point of death even to the point of dying to ourselves that is how jesus loved us my prayer is that we will become self sacrificial in our giving self sacrificial in our loving self sacrificial in our serving and when we are willing to do that that is the fourth point we are preparing to be anointed a second time in the presence of all of israel you know we are living in a day and a time when doctors nurses a lot of frontline workers they they are risking their lives to serve others now that's something that you and i christians are supposed to be known for 
It is not those that are doctors and medical professionals who should be known for that. Christians should be known for self-sacrificial serving. Can I pray this over the Shalomeji Church in Bilapur that your church will be known for a self-sacrificial serving in your city. That you're willing to do whatever it takes. You're willing to sacrifice yourself for the sake of somebody else. We all know John 3.16 that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever loves, whoever believes in him will have eternal life. But do you know what is 1 John 3 verse 16? It says in 1 John chapter 3 verse 16 that we need to now love our brothers and sisters in such a way that we will lay down our lives for their sake. In the same way that Jesus died for us, now God is saying you die for your brothers and sisters. You be willing to lay down your life for your brothers and sisters. May your church, may each and every one of you be known for that, my friend. Be known to be self-sacrificial servants of God in this city and in this nation. Let me finish with this last point. David, he was a man of honor. He didn't keep any resentment in his heart. You know that from the time that he was a child, he got rejected. His father didn't even invite him when there was a party in their own house. His own father didn't invite him. His brothers looked down on him. His boss, his employer, the, the man whose life David saved, whose dignity David saved, he was trying to kill him. He was trying to hunt him. And in spite of all of this, David never became bitter. He was still willing to honor his brothers. He was still willing to honor King Saul. He was still willing to forgive and let go. Here was a man whose heart was like the heart of God. You know, the, God, the heart of God is that he forgives us a hundred million times. And that's how David was. That's why the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. My hope and my prayer is that today, more than everything that we do on the outside and in, on the inside, our heart will be tender. We will be men and women of honor. We'll be willing to forgive. We will be willing to respect people even when they are out there to hurt us, even when they are out there to kill us, even when they are out there to betray us and to look down on us. We will be willing to still love them. Jesus said, love your enemies. How much more do we need to love our brothers and sisters? How much more do we need to forgive them, embrace them, serve them, not just for namesake, but be willing to go down to the feet, to their feet and be willing to wash their feet? David was a man of honor and that is what prepared him for the next level anointing because God said, here is a man that is like me. Here is a man who has my heart. You know, the forefather, Jacob, Israel, in other words, he had given a prophetic word when he was about to die, saying, the scepter will not depart from Judah, which means that the royal throne will be with the tribe of Judah. From the time that prophecy was spoken, Till the time David became king of Israel, David was from the tribe of Judah, till the time that David did become the king of Israel, thousands of people have walked on the face of the earth. Thousands of 
people from the tribe of Judah have lived and served, but God didn't find anybody who would meet these criteria. Finally, he found one David and he said, here is a man after my heart. He rules like I do. And this is the man that I'd like to select. This is the man that I would like to choose. Are you ready to pray with me right now? I would like you to, if you can, for the next two minutes, just keep your video on, keep your mics muted, but keep your video on so I can just pray a word over each and every one of you, wherever you are. For the next two minutes, I'm about to conclude. I'm praying that in this season, there will be an overflow of grace of God upon your life. In the name of Jesus, may the Holy Spirit, may the presence of the Holy Spirit overflow in your life. May the Lord give you the grace to obey your pastors, your leaders, your fathers, wherever you are. In Jesus' mighty name. Those of you who are watching with your family, with your children, may the Lord give you the grace to obey your spiritual leaders. In this season, may the Lord give you the grace to be faithful with the little assignments that are given to you. May the Lord give you the grace to go an extra mile. May the Lord give you the heart to sacrifice, to lay down your own life. In this season, yes, may the Lord give you the help to forgive, to honor, to acknowledge the, the, the people that God has placed in your life. In Jesus' mighty name, right now, receive this grace. Receive an overflow measure of God's presence wherever you are. May the presence of the Holy Spirit be thick and available in your room. Yes, yes, as you're praying, as you're receiving, the Lord is coming and taking over. We pray this in the mighty name of Jesus over your life.